podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone. Welcome to this edition of the Fantasy Premier League podcast on Anfield Index channel. It's it's that time of the year, the time where you have no idea who's going to play, that time of the year where you're just playing 11 of them play from your team. It's the festive fixture season and we have a podcast right for you now. So guys, it's been a while since I at least was on the pod. We have been going up and down, literally like how our teams are performing. It's like one week Salah fires, some teams just go like 100k up. And then if Salah doesn't fire, vice versa, they go 100k down. But uh, this point of this podcast is mainly to look at the festive fixtures, which teams to look at or what kind of teams do you line up with to bypass the rotation issues which are going to come up with... Some teams playing four games in 10 days. Liverpool are playing like four in 13, I believe. So we're going to look into that. But we are going to jump straight into game week 18, which was the game which game week which just went by. We're going to look at what teams the panel had. And talking about the panel, we have Guy Drinkle joining us and Jerry joining us. Guys, thanks for joining this time. We are going to jump in straight away into game week 18. Look forward to game week 19 and the fix, festive fixtures, obviously. So game week. 18, let's start with Guy Drinkle, who I believe had a very good week. See, Shree, they knew you were coming back on the pod, so they played for you. My team played for you, Shree. That's what they did. <laughs> they performed for you. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll go through my team quickly. I'll hit some of the uh, the big hitters first, and then some of the disappointments. Um, Alisson got me nine. He... he, he well, but he was a long-term buy in the I mean, It's paid off in the second week already, so, you know, good stuff. Uh, Kolasniak got me six, who I was looking at getting rid of, but um, if Arsenal, well, screw clean sheets and all that, but if he if he plays as high as he did in, uh, against Burnley, I mean, he's, he's going to be keeping in my team. Robertson got me six. Salah got me 12. Ali got me six. Um, Aubameyang got me 26, who was my captain. Um, Nothing to speak of on the bench, and a couple of disappointments. Three. Um, Sterling got me two, and Laporte got me one. I mean, we'll probably cover Man City like we were, like I mean, every fantasy pre- podcast will do. But um, Man City seem to be not struggling in front of God. I mean, they did at the weekend, but defensively, Man City look a bit suspect at the minute. So, questions for later, I imagine. Absolutely, we we, we will. We will indeed have a special knee-jerking session where it's knee-jerking up for United and knee-jerking down for City. We will obviously look at both the teams as a knee-jerk special for the festive season. But let's go to Jay. Uh, So, Guy, you didn't tell me how many points you ended up with. Uh, 76, sorry. Fucking hell. (laughs) (laughs) Let me not even talk about my team. Yeah. Okay, Jay, up to you now. Run through your team. Hi, guys. Uh, Yeah. Well, we're in that time of year where you put your hand in the selection box of chocolates and do you pull out a bounty or do you pull out a galaxy caramel? Right, well, I've pulled out a few good ones and a few terrible ones. So the total point score for me this week was 70. 
and that was basically made up of three players. So Salah got me 24 as my captain, which I'm sure quite a few others did. Uh, Son got me 21, and Kane got me 15. Merry Christmas, Everton, which courtesy of those two fellas. And then the rest of the team, it was basically twos all around, apart from a minus two for Lewis Dunk, who got stupidly sent off for Brighton, and uh, Julie put in a transfer of Issa Diop, which was a panic transfer as of last week, and he got me zero because West Ham couldn't keep a clean sheet at Christmas. And I'll come back to that one later because I've got something else to mention on West Ham, which was <laughs> very silly. But yeah, uh, 70 points. I've climbed up in pretty much most leagues. I'm now broken into the top 10 of the AI Contributors League, sitting at ninth. And looking at where we are, whether you want me to mention it to you now, Oshri, I am. I'm coming for you. As they say, I'm coming for you. <laughs> I was third of a few weeks back, but you mentioned three players who shine for my team. I can say why I'm not doing well. I have none of those three. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I have none of those three. And this is the week where all three shine. And obviously, if, if you have none of those three, you are going to struggle, let alone not having as captain. So going through my team, shambolic performance, 40 points. And Ederson in goal, who, who, who as Guy mentioned, I'm not sure. I want to jump to Alisson, but I don't know if then considering the next three fixtures, I'm debating that. I had Robertson and Alonso gave me six and two. Balbuena gave me a zero. Uh, Felipe Anderson gave me two. Eriksson six. Sane two. I can't. I captained Aubameyang for three weeks in a row when he did nothing. <laughs> this is the week I chose to change it to Hazard. Hazard gave me a grand total of four. Well, Jimenez, Wilson both gave me two and Aubameyang gave me 13. So 40 points in total. Shambolic climb down in terms of rankings everywhere. But guy, you might be interested to know why I've landed in this situation. Mm-hmm. Courtesy of a solid defensive crisis week on week on week. It's not even one week where I've literally wasted my free transfer on my defense every week. Remember the last part I came in, I said, defense is what I don't want to touch. And I, it, yep. Yep. But now like three, four weeks in a row, I've been touching the defense because something or the other have happened. First, Duffy got sent off. Hmm. So I had to take him off. I got in Yedlin. Promptly, Edlin got sent off the next week. <laughs> I had to take Edlin off, got Balbuena. Balbuena got injured. <laughs> Balbuena didn't play. Oh, Three weeks in a row, I've had issues with defense, just touching my defense. And I've been hesitant to go into minuses. But uh, leave alone my team. Let's obviously talk about the Manchesters. So obviously... Ole, ole, ole for United. Obviously, you, if you can see the price rise yesterday, you had Marshall go up, you had Lingard go up, you had Pogba going up. Three players from a team going off. We don't know. It's just one fixture. But the fixture list looks great. The short-term fixture list for United looks great. A lot of people, since United have rotated, might have easily, they could put in minutes if they want. They have nothing to play for. They could play freely. But looking at the other side, City have succeeded because nobody has taken it up to them and now they are seemingly struggling. Not sure why they are still scoring goals as Guy you mentioned but 
the defense just looks clueless. They played a kind of a back three, back four. They've tried multiple things. It just doesn't seem to be working. So, Jay, I'm going to come to you. A city viewpoint, if you have any, in terms of did you do you still have city players? What are you doing with them? Is and if since there are price drops, is it still worthwhile bringing them in if you don't have them? Yeah, I've got one city player, and it's Sane. I've probably had him around about seven or eight weeks now, and he's a bit hit and miss on his point score. And some weeks he has a really good week, some weeks he's he's pretty much average, like, like he was last week. He last week game weekend, sorry, it was two points, but the previous week it was ten. The week before that it was one. The week before that it was seven. So he's really erratic in the way he performs. And I did have David Silva until he duly got injured. And then I switched him for Son. Obviously, that's paid off this week. Um, and I don't really understand Man City as a concept of fantasy football at the moment because everybody who did have Aguero sort of abandoned him when he took his injury and people went to Aubameyang and Kane and so on. And it's paid off for different reasons, whoever you have over that time period. But he's not really come back into the team yet. And then it's basically two from three with Sterling, Sonny and Mahrez, it seems, over the, the Christmas period. I've, I've never had... Oh, sorry, I do lie. I did have John Stones for a short while, but I've never really had any Man City defenders purely due to the cost. And I tend not to invest a lot of money in my defence, but that does go against me sometimes. So... Looking mm-hmm. at the upcoming fixtures, Man City, then Leicester this weekend isn't going to be a walkover for them, given what Leicester produced this weekend against Chelsea. And at home, Leicester can be, when they want to be, a real force. So that's no gimme of A, a clean sheet, and B, how many they are actually going to put past Leicester, because they can, when they want to, keep it tight. And then obviously they've got Southampton. They're on a bit of a resurgence but you'd imagine they would go there and get something and then they got us so I can't really see them keeping the clean sheets in more than one of those games probably Southampton if they do well they are going to concede against us that's a fact and Leicester could so I'm I'm also kind of dallying on whether to keep Sammy or not it probably will because he is Mm -hmm. worth the investment and I have jumped this week um, on the Man United bandwagon given their fixture list is pretty handsome coming up so I made a transfer literally about three or four hours ago and I took out Ryan Fraser from Bournemouth and put in Anthony Martial who's obviously still operating on FPL as a midfielder but if Shire's first lineup was anything to go by um, he started obviously in a more advanced position and given their next two fixtures are both at home to Huddersfield and Bournemouth, and then they go to Newcastle, I would fancy a few points return from Martial. So I think if you are going to look at United, it's probably the attack. Indeed. I think I think Sane was kind of the safe shout. If you see the fixtures, he's been the one constant in terms of starting. He's been taken off, but he starts a lot. And... With City, that itself is a bonus if somebody starts a lot. Uh, considering Sterling and Mahrez get rotated, Sane practically has started every week. But as you said, his point returns is, are erratic. Uh, if he doesn't, if he doesn't seem to get any 
any joy in the first half, Pep only seems to give him the 15 and the second, and then he's hooks yep. him to change it. Yep. So you are gambling if you have got him, which I have, on A and B and effective in the first half and then he might just get a bit longer in the second but he does seem to be a 60 minute player or an impact sub at the moment for City. Absolutely and and one more thing you talked about fixtures you said Leicester away again Southampton is away Southampton are playing really well I have seen the last couple of games they've been very good obviously they have had we don't know if it's indeed a new manager bounce still or is he a long term fix because obviously the manager is a great guy Rafael Hasanutel is a great guy. Coming from Leipzig, they are playing really well. I don't think that maybe a few weeks ago that was a straight three-pointer. But considering City's form and obviously traveling to Southampton and considering Southampton's reason upturn, City might still win, but it's not straightforward by any means considering how Southampton have played. No, I wouldn't say it is. And given the fact of Leipzig since Hasselhutten has left, I've sort of gone downhill and Southampton have picked up. Maybe it's just my management skills um, that are better than what obviously people expected and they're not actually fully understanding what he's done at Leipzig and taking it for granted. And just having a look now on when they play Man City, it's quarter past two next Sunday. So it's mid-afternoon. Southampton at the moment are riding the crest of a wave, so it could be a challenge for them. And at that point, if we say Liverpool pick up three points against Newcastle and then put in a performance against Arsenal and pick up points, whether that be one or three, we're going into the, the sorry, Man City going into that game knowing they're going to be behind Liverpool either on a significant point of potentially seven. Or four, so the pressure's on them, and the pressure's not also coming from us; it's coming from underneath them with Spurs as well at the moment. So, are we going to see the strong, resolute Man City, or will we see the wobble that they had last season when the pressure was on them? I think I think that's a fair point. A guy coming to your city, obviously Leicester away, Southampton away, which means clean sheets are literally at a premium. Uh, Leicester at home, Vardy is back. At least seems to be in full fitness. Hmm. In Southampton, they are playing really well. As you said, City, defence-wise, doesn't seem sound now. But have you... We have talked enough City. Uh, let's go to the United side, obviously. Have you jumped on the bandwagon? Have you got in any of their attacking assets in? Um, yes. I, I had... I brought Martial in. Um... I, ha- I brought him in for Deli Ali, who obviously did quite well at the weekend, as did everyone at Spurs because they were playing Everton. Um, but Ali got a, I think he got a knock and he had an orange triangle of death because of that Pickford challenge, if I remember correctly. So yeah, I brought Martial in, um, made some money on that deal. Um, and yeah, it's not just the new manager bounce and, and the freedom they're playing with Man United. I mean, even if, even if Mourinho was still there, the play, the playing Huddersfield at home. I mean, <laughs> even if it was Mourinho, that still should be a comfortable two three nil victory. But given that Ali Gunnar Solskjaer doesn't seem to care about defending and just says go and attack, and that's probably from proven from his time at Cardiff as well. Is I, I think I think we said in the last pod maybe wait and see with the man new players, but I think one game is probably enough to see that Martial and Rashford 
are definitely worth owning, especially with the fixtures coming up. I mean, their next hard fixture is, or defensively hard fixtures, probably Spurs away on the 13th of Jan. So it's probably it's probably a long-term signing, if anything, because as long as Martial and, and I'll add Rashford in there as well, I don't have him, but I mean, my, people will probably jump on that bandwagon, um, is, is you can keep him for the long term because Man United's fixtures are pretty much easily spread out apart from two game weeks in in the middle of March it's um it, it I think it I think it's just right and even, even if it's pretty much not much of a gamble because even even Martial under under a, a defensive manager like Mourinho was still giving decent returns so yeah I, I jumped on that bandwagon hard and um I'm not I wouldn't be surprised if more people do so Shri. yep I have jumped into but not the guy who thought though <laughs> Not the people you have been... Oh, so God, I, have you got I, someone I've, random? I've, I didn't get you, sorry. Have you got someone random? Not random. I kind of did the same transfer, like a Spurs midfielder to a United midfielder. He's gone Pogba, hasn't he? I have gone to Pogba, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I knew you would. I just I'm had that go- feeling. It was just the way your I'm just, I'm game just week has gone, you were going to go I'm, Pogba. I'm just going for Huddersfield to do something stupid and get a penalty. United getting a penalty. I'm, I'm going for that, but no idea. And he looked really bright in that game. Uh, considering, yeah, it was Cardiff, but still he looked really bright. And he's not had minutes, clearly. So I expect him to play right through the season. Mm. Still fixtures, I'm hoping that he would. Good thing, bad thing. I have money in the bank, but I have literally nothing else to do with it. And I took out <laughs> Ericsson. I took out Ericsson and I've gone to Pogba. So that's the transfer I made. I'm not. Sh- I'm. I'm pretty much as since we are talk city and Ederson has struggled a while. As I said in the beginning, I want to go to Allison, but I'm not sure if this is the time to go to Allison. And especially, I'm. I'm usually not in favor of doing a minus four in defense, um, because worst case you pay get paid back is a, with the four uh, for a clean sheet. So I'm and unless you're getting anything bonus or an assist. So I'm usually not particular in doing a minus four on defense when I'm hoping this is one week where I don't want, though Balbona is still injured and I don't expect him to play. I still did a transfer last week in terms of getting in. Guy, I forgot to tell you, in between Balbona, where was my transfers going free in defense? I brought in Vertonghen and he got injured. <laughs> so it was like Duffy Duffy to Yedlin, Yedlin to Vertongan, Vertongan to Bal- Balbuena. A sequence of four fucking ruined defensive transfers. Four in a row. Just did Balbuena give the pen away as well? Was it Balbuena who gave the pen away for West Ham at the weekend too? <laughs> I think yep, so. he did and he <laughs> went he got injured in the first half and went off. Oh. He has a knee injury. Shree, don't bring Van Dijk in. <coughs> For the so, love of God. I, <laughs> I have four other defenders. I'm hopeful. Alonso, Robert. So I, so last week I didn't have a transfer to make, but I just jumped in one so that just in case as a backup. So I took out Vertonghen and got in Dinia. Thankfully, Balbona gave me zero and I was happy because Dinia was my first sub and he gave a minus one. Mm. So in that way, I was happy. that. But this week, I obviously... So Everton fixtures are turning at least. So I've got Dinian. So this is a week I don't want to do a difference. But I think there's a valuable point in terms of is this the right time to take out at least the city defense? And there is value. If you have Ederson, I think if you don't want to go to Allison, you could go to Loris. 
because their fixtures are good and he's cheaper as well you could save some money obviously we have the issue of ryan going to the asian cup yeah. uh, if you had a very cheap defender let's say if you are in that minority person who had ethridge from cardiff he's also going to the asian cup he represents philippines so they both are out and obviously a lot of people have this fabianski ryan rotation so it's like you have to play through the season with fabianski but that's not an issue west ham have great fixtures uh, but maybe keeper changes are something we can look forward to during this time okay guys let's move to the next topic we have talked about obviously the the manchester teams but let's look at the main agenda of our podcast festive fixtures we know teams are going to be rotated so it's obviously very key that you have 14 players playing maybe not the second keeper but at least other 14 who will give you two at two points at least if they need to come on bench how how are you approaching this uh, guy coming to you do you have 14 players who actively play or do you have any bench fodder um i i have a decently strong bench possibly not fixture wise but i think they'll at least play um I have well I'll go through my bench now. Um I have at the moment I have Fraser on the bench because he's got Tottenham away. Um uh, I have Rondon who's obviously playing us and I have Schindler from Huddersfield for some reason still who's playing Man United. Um so I mean all all of them probably won't get the highest points. Uh, I also have just to add in I put I have Gibbs White from Wolves who I kind of rotated with um Fraser for this week and obviously I think he's one of the cheapest midfielders who actually gets decent minutes that's why I have him um so yeah I mean I I always I always have a strongish bench and um I think I still do but fixtures aren't for this particular get the boxing day game week um isn't particularly strong but um my concern really Shree, is probably my defenders because I imagine most Liverpool fans could probably see Robertson getting rotated because we have the two huge games afterwards. Absolutely. Yeah, yep. so so if he goes out that means I'll probably have Fraser coming in which isn't isn't too bad, but beyond that if another defender doesn't play, I mean Laporte he should play but Man City do love to rotate Kolasinac, I mean Arsenal's defenders are going down each by one one a week at the minute so hopefully he'll play and then one bissaka i mean i think palace have a good a good defensive record but it's not it's not exactly keeping stupid clean sheets i think he's getting quite a lot of bonus points at the minute rather than clean sheets um and uh, not a lot of attacking output in that in that um, crystal palace team so if 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 my defense is affected by rotation i may be in a bit of trouble because well Schindler against Manu we just talked about Man United's new lease on attack new lease of attack in life um yeah Schindler <laughs> won't be getting me two points i imagine <laughs> absolutely I, i i think from my point of view that's my big worry in terms of benson because my current bench is just bennett from wolves hughes who's been injured for a few weeks but hmm. i since i don't play five in midfield at all i'm not bothered but it's it might start to hit me now I've not pushed him out for a few weeks now, and the third sub is obviously Balbona, who's injured, whose status I don't know yet. So practically, I could have only one of them from the bench playing, and I'm quite sure that Robertson is going to be rotated, maybe. Mm-hmm. And so that's a problem. But my major problem in terms of point scoring looks to be in the weekend following the Boxing Day, the last weekend, because 
my front three have fixtures like this. Jimenez is playing Tottenham away. Wilson is playing United away. Aubameyang is playing Liverpool away. Oh, God. And that's, that's, that's the pretty. fixture. That's, it's like I can't even afford to bench anyone because I have no one from the bench playing. And that's the fixture mm. I'm looking towards. That's two game weeks. So, could I do something to can maybe get Rashford in? Rashford is a forward in the system, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah, seven, yeah. seven mil at the minute. Yeah, money is not an issue. <laughs> so I have more than three million in the bank. So that's not the issue. Maybe Wilson, but Wilson has obviously given me a lot of. Like I've had Wilson from week one, game week one, literally. He's one of those very very few players I've had from week one. It's just been Ederson, Alonso, and Wilson I've had from week one. Yeah, well, Spurs aren't the best defense. It was Spurs they're playing, wasn't it? Yeah, well, Spurs yeah. and Man United, that's probably the problem there. Um, no, but the week following, they're playing United again, away. Yeah. Mm. I'm not sure. See, the point is, I have three forwards who are all having, uh, like, difficulty four or five, which is a problem. Yeah. I can't even rotate. If it's one of them, I could do something, maybe bench. Like, I could afford, I have benched Wilson before. But when I have all three in like four or five, I think that's the challenge. And that's what I'm looking towards. But I, I don't want to do a double United in this week. So yeah. I'm just waiting to see maybe next week get Rashford for Wilson and have someone of decent figure. Because my midfield is okay. It's like Felipe Anderson has good fixtures. This time I have decent fixtures. Pogba, Sane and Hazard. So... Mm. I think probably best changing Jimenez out of that lot because he has a couple bad fixtures in a spell. And I mean, Obama Yang, you could probably easily switch, whereas Jimenez, um, it'll be a bit more of a pain. I think Wilson is probably. You could probably bench him for both, but you could probably play him for both because, I mean, Man United, as we said uh, when we were talking about the attacking players, is just very gung ho. So I don't think they can defend still. So Wilson, in terms of that, uh, obviously playing Man United uh, next game week it is not too bad, I suppose. And Obama Yang against us maybe changed to Kane or something like that. But Jimenez long term, I mean, I haven't let's that's, have a quick. That's a shot. That's a fast yeah. shot. Plus, they don't seem to score a lot either. Yeah, don't don't I don't have a weird record where they create like top five chances in the league, but don't score that many goals. So but, it's but, a weird one. Yeah. The weirdo thing is, in terms of if you look at the forward, he's fifth highest scoring forward. Mm, yeah. yeah. He has same points as Aguero. <laughs> uh, and damn. five million cheaper. That's stupid, though. That's stupid. Yeah. Well, I mean, it could just so, be a short-term fix. Cause, let me just recheck yeah, their fixtures. So I, I think I need to look at these two fixtures, obviously. So that's when mm-hmm. maybe a few minuses are in store. But I'm not sure what else to do with this thing. Uh, not quite sure what to do. Because I'm confident Hazard is... Like, Hazard hit the post a couple of times. Alonso hit the post. It's like, just didn't work out. Alonso hit the post in the last minute. Against Leicester. Mm. And he's hit the post like five times this season. Mm. So, so the transfer, sure. you, did, you, you said you did Ericsson to Pogba, didn't you? I'm just, sorry, I just got yeah. your team up from last week. Um, that's what I've done. So yeah, need to. I don't know if I. I was also thinking maybe move Hughes out. 
and I had a couple of options that I could upgrade and do a double Vestam with Snodgrass mm. or go downgrade and go to say someone like Kamarasa who will play every week and if they ever by sheer goddamn luck get a penalty he will take it <laughs> uh, so I mean let me have a, let me just have a quick look at midfielders in that price bracket there's not many yeah I can imagine so what would you say your max is hmm? what would you say your max budget five is five and a half maybe five and a half hmm you could get Brooks from Bond I know they have poorish fixtures as well but he's got a decent record I probably don't fi- that doesn't fix the issue I suppose um Mm, I was looking want... at Kamaraza Snot Snotgrass is 5.4 and they have three great fixtures. They have Southampton away, Burnley away and Brighton home. If you could hold out for a week, would you get daily value from Watford at 5.4? They play Chelsea at home this weekend, but then they've got a nice run of Newcastle, yeah, Bournemouth, Palace and Burnley. Yep, I, that's, that was another thing. I was thinking Diolofu or uh, Dokure maybe. Uh, one of the two, yeah. But mm. the only thing is, everything I need to hold for a week and next week is the big week. I need to make a move, so I'm just thinking in terms of that. But that's that's what. So my concerns in terms of team is obviously the bench is seemingly the concern. While Gaia said he's practicing a decent bench who will give him points, maybe not great points, but assured points. Jay, how about you? How are you handling the festive fixtures? Your bench plays, or do you have fodder there? Um. Well. I've made me two changes this week. Um, Matt Ryan, obviously, is not keeping clean sheets at the moment, and he's off the age of games, as we were mentioned earlier on. So I've duly switched him out for Fabianski. I think that was a point two difference up in Fabianski. But he does get a lot of uh, bonus points for saves as well. He is keeping West Ham in a lot of games. And I also, as mentioned, I've done Fraser for Martial. So as my team stands going into this uh, Boxing Day fixture list, my defence is Bennett from Wolves, Issa Diop from West Ham and Juan Bissaka. Now, that's not obviously the highest quality back line, but Wolves go to Fulham. Fulham are the greatest at the moment. So if Wolves do bounce back from the game tonight, then they could potentially keep a clean sheet. West Ham goes to Southampton. We've mentioned Southampton. So that could be a case of just getting a couple of points from a full 90 minutes on uh Palace welcome Cardiff and Cardiff as we've also mentioned don't score so potentially a, a clean sheet there and given the result they had at the weekend Palace are going to go into that really really fast and high so that's me back three um, the only player in my team at the moment who has a triangle of potential injury is Chicharito um, mm-hmm. in my front line he's got says just says knock so I don't actually know what he's got on if it's severe or not. And then my bench at the moment lines up with Alexander Arnold because he's been out. Dale Stevens from Brighton and then Lewis Dunk. Obviously Lewis Dunk suspended. Dale Stevens didn't feature last weekend. And I'm not expecting Alexander Arnold to start on Boxing Day. But I could mm-hmm. actually see a situation where Klein gets 65-70 minutes and then yep. Alexander Arnold comes on for the last 20 just to get some minutes under his belt going into the big games ahead of that. So, should he actually be subbed in, he could come into a position where Liverpool hopefully had a couple of goals to the good 
and he comes on and maybe gets an assist or a free kick in the last 20 that he can capitalise on. If not, the week after he will be back in when we do play Arsenal. I think he'll be back in the starting lineup and he'll be back in my starting lineup. Looking Absolutely. looking down towards that game week, um, I am suffering with the situation of trying to strengthen my defence but not severely damage me uh, funds. So, uh, mentioned pre-pods a guy that I'm looking at Firmino for the next three games. I don't expect him to play against Newcastle or if he does, he may come from the bench. I imagine Sturridge was going to get a run out for Liverpool and then Man City and Arsenal are right up the, the streets of Firmino where he, he puts in his best performance in a big game and he's always pivotal whether it be goals or assists or just playing that role that we we know is so important to Liverpool and then I think I might actually change for me in a while because his goal returned this season due to the way he is playing in the position of more behind Salad or coming more from the right or left in certain games then he's not getting the mass goal return that he was last season but obviously it's it's something I'm looking at long term in terms of how to change Firmino out and find a viable striker because again we we mentioned there's not a lot of quality out there in terms of the strikers you'd either go big with Kane Aubameyang or Aguero and then your middle strikers are Firmino Lacazette Vardy they're neither firing this season or if they are it's coming in patches Lacazette seems to have been out of favour or not getting the the starting berth since he picked up a small knock and then obviously mm-hmm. you you you're messing around then with the the lower end strikers and there's obviously a big bunch of them which it's kind of a pick and mix of if you pick up one or two of them one week you might get a good return the next two or three weeks you might not so it's it's a big gamble I think the points are to be made in midfield and if there's a lot of players such as Martial Salah and Son who are listed as midfielders but play in advanced position, so I may look at eventually going to a front two and a midfield five and both up in quality on midfield. Yep, that's that's an option you can work around in terms of obviously not finding three good forwards to play. It's just that personally I have been tied to this three four three I played, but yeah, three five two sounds good as well. I think uh, that's interesting. So most of us have a basis covered and. Obviously, we have talked about the transfers, but let's look at game week 19. Captain picks. Captain choices. Guy, choices considering the fixtures. Ooh, do, do, do. You caught me off guard with that one. <laughs> 19. Yep. Ooh. I'm just looking through my team quickly. Um, do, do, do. Who do man see? Uh, Southampton away. Hmm. My, my gimmick 19 City this are away weekend. at Leicester this weekend City are away at Leicester oh 19 sorry yeah okay guys are weak I'm being stupid I'm being stupid yeah so um, I think it's between Salah and Martial looking at my team who uh, Salah's obviously got Newcastle at home and Martial Hud- uh, Huddersfield at home Salah Newcastle at home Um. Do you see Salah getting rotated? That's my concern um, at the minute. 
is is that I imagine Martial's more of a sure thing to start. So I, I think that might tip the favour there. But Liverpool don't score goals without Salah at the minute. So maybe maybe Klopp... Well, I'm not sure if Klopp would agree, but we may have an over-dependency on, on more Salah at the minute. So he might not. he might think he's... Unrotatable, um, but yeah, I, I'd probably I'd probably say Marshall's my captain at the minute, and I'd say Salah, vice captain. Um, and yeah, I'll stick. I'll say uh, yeah, I'll stick with that. I'll stick with that. Okay, Jay, how about you? I am. I'm going straight down a Harry Kane road this week. Um, he's been my captain a few weeks on the bounce. Last weekend, I did change him to Salah. I mentioned on the pod, I just fancied Salah to do something against Wolves. Obviously, he did with a goal and an assist, but Kane would have got me slightly more given those two goals. But at home to Bournemouth this weekend, um, Captain Kane and Vice-Captain Salah, because as Guy mentioned there, I don't think if he does play, he won't play the full game. So I think we would go with Salah to start and hopefully be able to take him off on around 60-65. Um, I don't think he'll not start him because we do tend to rely a lot on Salah. Um, I think out of the front line, I think Mane will be rested and potentially Firmino. We could see Shaqiri and Sturridge come in and work the front line with Salah. Um, potentially a change of formation even and go with a, a front two maybe of Salah and Sturridge and Shaqiri playing more of a free role. Um this weekend but yeah I'm looking at what I've got in my team it would be between Martial as well potentially as my other option but the way Harry Kane played at the weekend and the way Spurs played they look uh, pretty frightening at the moment if they played after on four until Son obviously goes away so yeah that's my man for the, this weekend what about yourself? Um, Not many options I'm debating between Aubameyang, who's obviously at Brighton away. I'm not sure about Lacazette's fitness, but I'm hoping Aubameyang plays. I'm not sure, though. So that's one option. Or just, since I did the transfer, just go the full hog and actually captain Pogba. It's viable. Very viable. He could just have one of them games. It's, I'm debating between Pogba and Aubameyang, but the other point is I'm still debating on my transfers. I've just done one. And I could see options. I, I could do Hazard to Salah. That's one. I could go Abomayan to Kane. I have two of these options open. And then I could even do Abomayan Kane and Jimenez to Rashford. I could do both as well. So I have options. So I'm not even quite clear. Should I do it, not do it? Because obviously my captaincy decisions will be affected if I end up doing more transfers. Do you have any transfers left or did you only have the one and you've used it already yeah but I've used my one okay so it would be a minus four yeah but I, I don't I've like literally taken very f- few minuses at least like I've done only totally 27 transfers in 18 weeks so I've not taken too many minuses this year so it's kind of okay and I could take it if needed. It's just that I'm falling behind and I want to catch up. Would your your long term maybe be go Hazard to Salah, given the two games that we have after? 
the only point with sala is if you take in sala you have little flexibility to do anything else yeah that's very true you you are I, gambling I, 2 million more yep and hazard is someone who i've had again from week 1 is someone i've had and he, for me when i took in hazard he was always going to be a season player and he he does deliver at the end of the season and he still it's not bad what he's done obviously but the only thing is sala obviously the more i don't have in he, he looks to be getting in form so i want to jump on that but the only way i can do is a straight swap is with hazard and i don't want to touch hazard the other, other option is sane but i have to do another transfer with it and the problem is once i get in sala i can't dream of getting in say kane i can't do kane i can't do rashford just doesn't give me options and that's my worry that's the thing about sala i think this is this we were about to close the part but since it came up it might be a viable topic obviously people have had sala dropped him took him again dropped him like i have got in sala twice myself and i have dropped him obviously twice so pe- people are literally riding the wave and trying to time his good run and obviously it's paid off a few people who have kept him from week 1 but people like me it has given me flexibility in earlier weeks where i could have a really strong midfield and an attack to move up but guy is it would you say sala is a must now um yeah i mean let me just get his history like up. like the question question is not about if you have had sala would you keep him if you don't have sala would you mm-hmm. get him um i would after the two big fixtures i know he, i know he, he he pretty much scores in every game but i think just safety first you've got to um uh, yeah pretty much but, but it's 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 a big fixtures but arsenal can't defend and city look like cannot defend mm. yeah yeah i mean that's a fair point i mean it's just if you're bringing in a first, i'm not sure how much he is i think he's a, still a 13 mil asset 13.2 13.2 yeah I mean that's what well, I think he's 0.7 ahead of Harry Kane now um mm, mm, I you think you also look at his fixtures afterwards so I know yeah. I know it's it's long term but our fixtures after Man City right the way through January and beginning of February are very favorable mm yeah I mean I think he is a must own because I think he pretty much scores against everyone now <laughs> I know he did last year. I think he's even broke the Man United voodoo, hasn't he? Um, and as as I said earlier, he's so we're so dependent on him. Um, it, pretty much everything goes through him. So yeah, I think I I think he is a must own. Um, I think he's probably the safest bet in the game. I know he's the most expensive, so you probably expect that. But if if you if you can go from a Hazard a Sterling. Um, probably De Bruyne or less so uh, if you go from one of these second or third highest midfielders I I think it's safe to say you should upgrade to Salah I mean yeah. my Sterling... option is clearly Hazard to Salah only I don't yeah. have Sterling so the only option is Hazard yeah, Jay, yeah I'd, I'd, I'd do that I'd, I'd go Hazard to Jay, Salah how about you if you don't have Salah would you get him in now Yeah, I mean, I've just flicked back through my whole history this year. The first two weeks I didn't have Salah. I started off with Keita and Mane, and uh, Keita wasn't really the big impact at the start of the season that we all expected. He had a couple of good games, and then 
I duly switched them out. And then from game week three, I've had Salah in all the way. So I've pretty much the whole season I've had him. But then, yeah, as guys, you said, if you've got one of Sterling or Hazard and you are looking to change, they're the two closest in terms of cost value. Um, you're only going to go upwards to Salah. Um, so, yeah, I would get involved on him. And as I just mentioned, they're looking at the fixtures. Once we get through the festive period, um, so we play Man City on the 3rd of January. I think the FA Cup tie is scheduled for the 7th, the following Monday against Wolves. We then pretty much only have one game a week up until the middle of uh, the middle of February. So we play Brighton Palace, Leicester, West Ham, Bournemouth. So they're probably having yep. the games. So we're going to knock, knock a few points together and hopefully knock a few goals. So uh, that that would be the point of where I think if we got one game a week and we haven't got the Champions League kicking until the middle of February, that we could rack up several points and several goals at that time and hopefully put the squeeze on before we go into February and when the Champions League is back and then it just become more of a, a two-game-a-week situation and then obviously the squad rotation might then come back into play. But I can see us going through January especially and early February with a same lineup every week or maybe one or two changes fitness dependent. Interesting. So that's that's one of the things I'm doing. Obviously, Hazard is the second highest scoring midfielder in the game. Salah is the highest. I've had them like pretty much both of them were the initial two I had, but mm. still thinking maybe getting in Salah maybe. And that's how much is Kane though? That's the problem. Once I get in Salah, I'm like squeezed for money everywhere because my defenses are getting expensive. So Kane is twelve point five as it stands. Yep, cannot afford him. So yeah, I think I think you can only go to Kane really if you had Aguero. I have you have Aguero, or you have a Bomiang, and then you can switch. Still cannot. Once once I get in Salah, I cannot. Yeah, I I I was quite fortunate at the time that Kane's value I think has gone up since I bought him, and I I swapped him when Aguero got injured. So. Aguero was obviously at a high price as well. And I switched and it was pretty much a straight switch. Uh, I think I went maybe 0.4.7 at most in terms of the actual costing from going to Aguero to Kane at the time. And obviously Kane's value is only going to rocket as he continues to go through the season. They all know he's a second half of the season player as well. Yep, indeed. I think I think that's a very... <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at stuff yep. now. I'm looking at I'm looking at this situation now. I can get I can get Kane I and Hazard. I can see in. that it's 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 that time of the year where Guy Rickard does <laughs> live live transfers on the pod. No, no, well maybe, maybe three, maybe Sterling to Hazard and then a Bamiyanka Kane. So uh, I, coming... I think you have you and me playing in the team then. <laughs> no, not really. Is, not is really. it not drink drinkles dazzlers sponsored by Abu Dhabi? It is. <laughs> you got money that we don't know about, so you Abs- getting bonus a- money. Absolute golf state. <laughs> oil, <laughs> oil money. But no, I mean, I'd still have Martial, I'd still have Fraser, I'd still have Robertson and, and Laporte. So, I mean, I'd only have one good striker, but d- d- does many good teams have more than one striker nowadays? That's a, that's a, that's a good question indeed. Mm, that's a good thing. 
Okay, uh, time to close the board. Last again, off the hook, just question since it's festive time, kind of a new fun and game. Let's see how much fun it is. Game week 19. Don't consider captaincy. The player who you think will give the most points during the game week. Ooh. Don't consider captaincy. Just flat out points in total. Flat out points. Who do you think scores the most points game week 19? Uh, Jay, who do you go for? One name. Who's Harry, scoring most points? Harry Kane. Harry Kane. Guy Drinker. I'll say Martial because Huddersfield are terrible. <laughs> oh, um, I'm going to say Obamaya. I like Ooh. how we I like how we have just picked all our captains. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah I th- I think maybe maybe if we do have time to do one part before game week 20 we will see how bad we went because there's never a chance of talking how good it went. It had it been okay how... <laughs> yeah, sorry. Had it yep, been please. just a regular week I would have went Salah. Yeah, sir. Because Salah at home to Newcastle without the fixture congestion would have been a banker. Absolutely. I think I think there are few players who are like major, major home bankers. Like you have three names you can straight away say. Salah, Aubameyang and uh, Aguero. If ever there was something called as a home banker, these three are the absolute definitions of home banker. Guarantee goals, guarantee points. But yeah, I, I, I yeah. If it was not festive fixtures, I I would get the Salah pick as well. So, uh, time to close the pod. Hopefully, we'll be back maybe during the festive break. Before, uh, maybe during the festive break, we should be back. But if you are not, to all the listeners, have a Merry Christmas and a prosperous New Year. See you later. Podcast Network.